Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, My Boss Resigned, Part 2. Here we go. Okay, now, a couple of key points we want to consider. Look, folks, we've already said this. Your current manager may use all of this or she may use none of this. It wouldn't surprise us if she's going to get walked out of the building as a manager the moment she resigns and maybe have no chance to use any of it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be professional and spend the time to prepare it. And we recommend you make three copies of the handover document, one for you to keep, one for the outgoing boss and one for the incoming boss. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I, I can hear somebody saying, wait, why would I need two? One for the incoming, one for the outgoing. Yeah, the outgoing boss is supposed to give it to the incoming one, but what if he doesn't? Maybe your outgoing boss reads it, loves it, and is bitter about leaving and decides, I'm not going to share this with the company. I'll use it in my new place, but I'm not going to keep, I'm going to let this, I'm not going to let this company benefit from it right? Yeah, okay, that's unprofessional. I admit it's unprofessional, and it happens. But look, maybe even takes it, uses it later in his career. New manager never sees it, right? Be ready for that. If the outgoing manager never shares it with the incoming, ignore that and have a copy for you and a copy for the incoming manager. There are three reasons for doing this work. The first is the selfless one, right? Part of a direct role, your role as a direct, right? Uh, whatever, whatever your job title is supporting your boss. Your job is to make your boss's job easier. That's not an exactly true statement, but it is an approximation. Every day, your job is to roll up your, your accomplishments in a way that helps the boss get his or her, uh, accomplish his or her responsibilities, Okay. Since part of your outgoing boss's job is to prepare for his or her successor, and part of your incoming boss's job is to get to grips with the team, you can help them both by preparing this stuff. The second reason is it's, this is what professionals do. Professionals put organizational effectiveness above their own desires. In this case, the transition of a boss, that means spending time putting together professional briefing documents when you, could, when you could be getting away with doing less than usual and gossiping about things. Which, by the way, I read recently someone said gossip is not only not unprofessional, it's a good thing and we ought to encourage more of it. Really, really <laughs> wack, wacky stuff gets published nowadays. Anyway, and look, our third reason is it's good preparation. And I alluded to this before, right? Inevitably, you're going to have a first, first meeting with your new boss. What do you think he's going to want? He's going to want to know what do you do? How do you fit into the team? What your ambitions are? How good are you? Tell me about everybody else on the team briefly. Be cautious there, folks, by the way. By preparing this stuff ahead of time, you consolidate your own understanding and description of your and your new boss's situation. Again, I talked about this before. Think about a time when you've been asked an off-the-cuff question in a meeting. How many times have you thought afterwards, I could have said that better, I forgot to say X and Y, it would have been better if I included this other forecast? Preparation makes the conversation that you know is inevitable go better. And since it's your boss's first impression of you, why not make it go as well as possible with a couple hours worth of work? Now, I mentioned this before, how do you make time for this? You take a look at your calendar and you push some things out a few days and you schedule it and you write it down. 
Okay, you prepare the documents. The first time you do it, you won't be terribly good at it. Don't worry too much about getting it right. Worry about getting it done. If you're a longtime Career Tools listener, and, and why wouldn't you be, you know we sometimes recommend things that do take some time. Usually when we do so, we're pretty cautious about it, right? We recognize that you don't have as much time as you'd like. Every time we do recommend something that takes some time, we have thought and worked through the time spent. And again, as I mentioned before, we know that you'll save far more time than you spend. We recognize that in this recommendation, we're up against your, quote, full calendar, unquote. Hopefully, if you think about it, you realize that your calendar may be full, but it's not fully effective. Some stuff is on there because it's the way you do things now, and that may not be the most effective way, even if it is working for you after a fashion, whatever you want to describe as working. Now, you alluded, I think, earlier, Mike, to the whole idea of perfectionists. I, I, let, let's do a quick shout-out to those folks who understand DISC. Folks, if you're a high eye and you think you can just, quote, sit down with your boss and chat a bit and share all this while getting to know him, unquote, think again. I tried that once. It didn't work. It, it happened that my boss, the incoming boss, is a high C. That didn't help. Take the time and prepare. High C's, you'll want to do it because it'll make you ready for any conversation. High I's, you'll want to do it because just because you think you're ready doesn't mean you actually are. So high C's, don't spend hours and develop a 100-page briefing. More is not inherently better here. Yeah, and as long as you're opening your kimono, I'll, I'll say I'm, I've been guilty of this. <laughs> So, oh, is that right? Yeah, sure. Fair enough. So that that's the handover document. Okay. And, and folks, don't get scared. If you're listening carefully as we went through it, it's not as bad as it sounds. It won't take all that much time. But if you're already worried, then I guess this next point won't make you any happier because now we're going to suggest that you have to prepare for a review, which most people don't look forward to. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But if you've done a little bit of your homework, career tools stuff, you should be fine, right? Whether a new manager has been appointed above you, or even if you're going to throw your hat in the ring for your boss's job, the transfer of activity activities will inevitably raise the questions of not only what are you doing now, which is the question the handover answers, right? The handover document answers, but how well have you been doing up to now? And that's the question that your performance review or your annual review, if you want to call it that. That's what that answers, right? Unfortunately, your manager is leaving and your new manager's arrival isn't necessarily going to happen when you get a review, right? In other words, and not everyone leaves in December right after they've given you a review. So the new boss gets your review to sign off on or to review or to double check before it goes forward. Now, look, if everybody followed our guidance, right? Uh, If your boss left, a review would happen if they'd been supervising you for 90 days or more, but that's for a different cast, right? Yeah, of course. Wouldn't it be awful if you had a great nine months with your current boss? I mean, your boss loved you. The boss leaves. You don't get a review done. You don't get your boss to sign off on it. And then your new manager at the end of the year, yeah, gives you a so-so evaluation. Not a bad evaluation, but not that which you really deserved. Wouldn't that just be awful? Yeah, what's amazing about it is that happens all the time, right? I mean, if you've been doing good work and you don't take the time to prepare for a review, you don't tell the new boss, 
how well you've done in the last three to six months. And look, in two weeks, your old boss is probably not going to be asked to do a review. Or if he's leaving and the company values loyalty, people are going to think, we don't want a review from that guy. He's not a loyal person. We don't care what he thinks anyway. I mean, it's amazing how many things work against you in terms of the review process and the change of a boss in the middle of the year essentially almost eliminates your previous accomplishments or at least it eliminates all the accomplishments that that happened before the new boss comes in. If you've got Project X and it takes nine months and six months into that nine months, your boss leaves and you have a new boss for the next three months, at least the next three months, they're going to be learning about Project X. But any project that's not done, uh, that's already done, is essentially going to be old news to a new boss. So our guidance in the preparing for your review guidance that we gave a number of years ago recommends setting aside 12 weeks, that's too much here, guys, and doing 30 minutes of activity each week. If your manager is given two weeks' notice, if you have to do this step from scratch and do it properly, you're you're going to need to find six hours in the first week in order to hand it over and give him some time to digest it. But remember, if you've been doing your career tools, career management stuff, you will have already done a review six months ago, prepared for a review six months ago. And in the 12 12 of those weeks, you're going to be preparing for the next one. So it should only take you three to six hours to get this done. And frankly, if you've done it well within the last six months, I'm guessing it only takes two to three hours tops. And if you're not willing to spend two to three hours on top of the couple hours it takes, the couple hours it takes to do the transition uh, handover document, if you're not willing to spend four to six hours when you, when you find out your boss is leaving, you don't realize how important this transition is. You don't realize how much your relationship with your new boss is based on a bunch of stuff you don't control unless you assert yourself professionally. Right. Natalie, we don't have time to go into the the podcast. So we, it was at least one, at least two parts. I think it was fairly detailed. But can you give us some an overview of the of kind of the major points that we covered then? Yeah, and, and again, we do recommend you'd go back and listen to it in some detail. But high level, what we said was review last year's review for your accomplishments for feedback and objectives. Right. Not because you're going to take credit for those this time, folks. But in order to get ready to prepare for a review that's coming up, you need to take a look at what you did last year to remind yourself where you were when you started. Review your job description for deliverables. A lot of times job descriptions don't get looked at. And then the new boss comes in and they look at your job description and they say, you're working on X, but your job description says you'd be working on A and B and C. What's going on here? And you're caught with your shorts down. Look at your resume. Make sure you're capturing the stuff that you would have put on your resume. Remember, those of you who are longtime Career Tools listeners, we recommend every quarter you're taking a little bit of time, you're looking at your um, uh, the last three months' worth of work. What new bullets do I need to put on my resume? How has my job description changed? So your resume is always current. Take a look at your one-on-one notes, up and down in both cases if you've got them. Any documents that would relate, particularly budgeting documents, and reports, any reports that you provide or that are sent to you in the event that um, maybe you're a manager or a subject matter expert. Obviously, look at the treasure trove of emails. It's amazing what you can find out with a chronological review of resumes, things that you've forgotten from two, three, four, five, six months ago. All you have to do is see it on, the res- on, on an email and go, oops, I forgot about Project X. 
Now, look, this review, you're, you're preparing for your review, is different from the handover in that the handover that we just went over is about current and future work, and the review would be about past performance, what you've done. And the idea here is both of those pieces are essential preparation, which puts you in the best possible place to be able to communicate about what you've done and what you can do. And that will help you weather the transition and, frankly, hopefully benefit from the transition because, again, we suspect many of your coworkers won't be doing this. And, yeah, there's probably some work here, but imagine having all of this professional input from somebody working for you when you're a manager, whether you're the outgoing or the incoming manager. I don't think there's any of you who would say, yeah, I don't think I'd want that. From experience, definitely want it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely want it. Okay, so let's get to my favorite part and the the part about – making a proposal. I made a joke earlier about, you know, your proposal being, <laughs> you want your boss's job, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about. Right. Look, we recommend you consider proposing how your departing boss's work is going to get handled before a replacement is named. Okay. In many cases, there's going to be a time when your team has a caretaker manager or an interim manager, or maybe even no manager at all. One of your boss's jobs before he goes will be to advise on an interim manager or some sort of division of the work he or she does until the replacement is found. Now, if he's leaving on bad terms, they're probably not going to ask for for his input. This step about making a proposal about how the, the work would be divvied up is about making your outgoing boss's jobs easier by preparing information to help him make the decision that the organization expects him to make or provide some input to in most of the cases. Now, I'm going to say it clearly, categorically. We're not suggesting folks you you propose that you become the interim manager. Even if you have a detailed plan of what to do, generally, those kinds of proposals are seen as self-serving. Even if you don't intend them that way, if you say, look, if you, ha- if you ask me to, I would be okay, you know, uh, okay, fine, uh, you know, I-, I could do it, and here's what I would do, and here's, here's my plan. I don't assume you'll t- pick me, but if you did, here's what I would do. And somebody will get it and go, look at this guy, he's, he's grandstanding, he thinks he can do the boss's job, when in fact, you may be pretty sure you can't, but you just thought that would be a professional thing to do to step up. So, no, we don't recommend it come across this way, that way, Okay. Don't propose that you're going to be the interim manager. Make a recommendation about how things could be done. Look, it's almost universal that directs say, my boss doesn't know what I do. And what's funny is it's almost universal that bosses say, my my directs don't know what I do. So the likelihood of you submitting a proposal, which is accepted completely with no changes, is totally unlikely. But that shouldn't stop you from making recommendation. And for those parts where you're on track, you could be making things much easier. And if everybody did what you did, the boss could look at it and go, wow, they're all recommending how the work would get divvied up. It all makes sense to me. That The only piece of it is this other part that's not being talked about. And, and uh, I can handle that by doing this over here. And then we've got a solution to the problem until my successor is named. Right? So what do you do? Think about your boss's work. Think about his or her standing meetings, her customers, his projects, his reporting, everything you think he or she does. Who is best to do that work if there's an interim period without a boss? 
Again, the answer is not necessarily that you take over his entire job. If you're the most junior person on the team and you've only been in post in, in, in the role a few months yourself, you might volunteer to be the contact person for a customer or to forward reports uh, that the team develops. Or, heck, answer the boss's phone once he's gone. Have the phone forwarded to you because you spend more time in the office of the people because they travel more than you do. Somebody else who's been on the team for a while might volunteer to run the weekly staff meeting. That's different than if your boss considers you to be a second-in-command, right? If that's the case, you probably want to make a fuller proposal. Maybe with his work, your outgoing boss's work allocated between you and the various other directs who report to him or her. And it'll include what you'll delegate in order to take his responsibilities, right? If you suddenly say, I can do my job and I can do my boss's job as well, people are going to be saying, how busy could you have been then? Or how busy could your boss have been? Or you clearly must not know what it was your boss was doing. A lot of times, folks, at Career Tools, we hear that people really want a promotion. They think they're ready to take on the new job, their boss's job. They want the challenge. They've probably already decided how they are going to spend the extra salary. And then they make the critical mistake of waiting for the organization to realize they're ready and to anoint them as the manager. Unfortunately, they're going to be waiting a long time. The manager tool standard for promotion, which is also the career tool standard for promotion, is that you can do 100% of your job and 50% of your boss's job. In order to prove yourself to be a manager, you not only have to do your job well, you have to prove that you can do some part of the manager's job well so that you're not taking over a totally new role and then failing miserably at it because no one knew you would never make a good manager because they never tested you with some of the manager's responsibilities. Putting your head above the parapet, though, and volunteering for some of your boss's job is a demonstration of you being ready and willing to do the next job, and it's a necessary step to take over part of it. And it happens in this case that your boss resigning is an excellent opportunity for you to make, make that known. If you don't get any of it, that's fine. You'll have done the necessary work and you will have been seen as a professional and you will have helped the transition, even if the transition doesn't benefit you this time. But that's not the primary purpose. If you do work that benefits the organization and it benefits you, that's exactly, that's the ideal. But the second best thing is for you to benefit the organization, even if it doesn't benefit you. Unfortunately, in today's world, it seems like lots of professionals think the first thing I should do is make sure I take care of myself. Eh, we disagree. And so does your boss. <laughs> well said, boss. Okay, so wrapping up, we recommended three. We made three simple recommendations. You need a, if you're when your boss leaves, when you find out your boss is leaving, you need to prepare a handover document. You need to prepare for your own review and. Take a look at what your boss does and make a proposal about how some or all of your boss's job could be divvied up. We've said it before. We've caveated this. There is some work to do here, but some of it's already done if you've been managing your career reasonably well, okay? But even if you haven't done anything, your boss leaving is a good time to get a handle on how your work is going and what a review right now might look like for you. And who knows? You might have a shot at an interim role. Even if it's only interim, even if it's not long enough to capture on your resume, it's still good experience. Nothing like being ready when you get the actual nod and they tell you you're going to be a manager. You will have done part of the job and you'll do better at it when you actually have it. Absolutely. That's it. Excellent. Okay, thanks, Mark. My pleasure, friend. All right, we'll see you next week. 
Thanks, everyone. That concludes this series. We'll see you all again next week. Meantime, have a great one. So long, folks. Bye.